This is the Seven Figure Standard Podcast, hosted by Arash Vasugi and Mikey Stiller, with mindset and strategies to help you break through and create personal freedom. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Setting the Standard Podcast. I'm Mikey Stiller, joined by my co-host, Arash Vasugi. Arash, how are you? I'm great, Mikey. How are you? I'm doing good. So excited to be here. So excited to be recording this podcast. Again, something that we've wanted to do for a long time and feels so fun still. On our first episode, we talked about the basis of this podcast. You know, what is a standard? Something that you talk a lot about. And you gave them an action step, of course. But I thought today we could talk about what to do if you get stuck or when you get stuck, because getting stuck is one of those things that no one quite escapes. You know, whether you're stuck at five figures or six figures or seven figures, stuck in your marriage, stuck in your friendships, stuck, however you're stuck, stuck is stuck. And I know that you know how to get unstuck. You think that's a good topic for today? I do. You know, I was thinking about it this morning at the time we're recording this. And I was like, I remember I used to get so stuck in being stuck. And as I really started developing myself, Like everything we're going to talk about is giving them strategies, giving them rituals, giving them processes on how to implement so you get long-lasting results. I always say motivation doesn't last. Discipline takes you where motivation doesn't. And, you know, I was thinking about it this morning, like being stuck is not fun. Mm -hmm. But for me, being stuck has created the biggest quantum leaps in my life. So there at times it's essential you plateau out and now you've got to put your foot on the gas to really make a massive shift you know i love this this concept being inspirationally dissatisfied i think going with stuck it's so aligned with how to get unstuck you know and i learned this a long time ago it came from w clement stone and if many of you don't know w clement stone i encourage you to research him he took himself from failure to success. At the time he was living, he was the highest paid insurance salesman of all time at that time. And he did a lot of work with Napoleon Hill. But he termed inspirationally dissatisfied. He said, he said, when you're inspirationally dissatisfied, that's who changes the world. The people who are just settling or comfortable are the people who are not doing anything. So I know my life changed when I was so sick and tired of being sick and tired. That's a great answer to being inspirationally dissatisfied. I love everything you just said, mostly because you reframed being stuck. You know, you might think being stuck would be a terrible place to be or something not to be excited about, but I think not realizing you're stuck is a worse place to be or being just dissatisfied, not inspirationally dissatisfied. So why don't you talk about that first and how to really come to the realization Wait, I need to get moving. Well, you'll know when you're stuck. There's no motivation. There's no inspiration. And when we're inspired, we're going inside of ourselves. That's what inspiration is. And I believe that to never stay stuck is to get really aware and understand where you're at. So be aware of yourself. One of the concepts I'm sure we'll talk about later on is being neutral. You know, when you're neutral... That's where the truth lies. I think that's where our greatest power is. It's not positive or negative. You're right in the middle where you can observe yourself almost out of body. But when we have to have a definite short-term goal, 
We have to have something that drives us. That's how you get unstuck right there. I just gave it to you. Set a 30-day goal and then get to your daily goals right away of something that you really want and go after on that 30-day sprint. I call it a sprint. Go for 30 days and set up three to six goal-achieving activities every day. These are not tasks. These are goal achieving. These are definite. So for example, let's say somebody wants to increase their income and they're in sales. Well, they're going to set up their calendar to make sure they have four to five appointments a day. And they're going to practice their presentation every day. Those are two different goal achieving activities. That's an example. They're rewriting their goals. They're constantly bombarding their subconscious mind with that short-term goal. And if you take care of the days, those 30 days are going to go by so fast and you're going to have so much momentum going your way. Yep. You know, something that our mentor used to tell us whenever you go and say, I'm stuck, I'm stuck. It's either you have a bad attitude or you don't have a goal. And I remember I used to think I have a goal. That's not true. I have a goal. And looking in hindsight, I really didn't have a goal. And so why don't you talk about the difference of what you're talking about with a goal and a wish or a hope or just something you've written down or you might kind of want? It takes me back to a story. I remember I had already gotten to a certain point. I was earning seven figures at this time, but I was so bored. And I called our mentor, Bob Proctor, and I said, you know, I'm stuck. And he said, well, what is it? He goes, your results are still really good. And he goes, but that's part of your programming now. And he said, what's your goal? Because that's what he always told me. He goes, well, you don't have a goal. And I told him, I said, I have a goal. And I told him my goal. He goes, that's not a good goal. He goes, you know how to earn money. So the money is not the goal anymore for you. It's about the inspiration. And he said, this is what I want you to do. He said, you already have the car. You have the money. You have the family. So all those things, you need an idea that you are so locked in, so locked in. And he said, I want you to write out a vision of what you're going to do. And he said, are you willing to do it? I said, yeah. So I write out this vision. And I mean, it was a kick-ass vision. Like I really put energy into it. And as soon as I was done, I sent it to him. And he goes, I love this. He goes, now you're moving with something that's so much bigger than what you thought. And it was, it was constantly in my mind thinking who I needed to become, how I would grow into that person. And literally it was like an elephant off my back. And you know, the interesting thing is, For a few days, I was like fully released in it, right? And then I, a few days later, I got back to that same feeling, but I didn't stay there. That was the thing. I got rid of it because every day I was waking up thinking about how I can. And I set a short-term goal. That's what I'm saying. Like I got into work and started focusing on how to become a better leader, how to work with bigger ideas. That's a big thing to getting unstuck. You want to work with an idea that's so much bigger than what you think is possible right now. And you want to work with something that is going to grow you. You know, with our elite clients, I always ask them this question. What actions am I not taking due to my discomfort? Well, comfort is what got you stuck. Discomfort is working with something so much bigger than you. So while you're listening to this, ask yourself, what actions am I not taking due to discomfort? And if somebody's stuck, a lot of times they're going to say, well, you know, I'm so comfortable right now. Like I'm not even thinking about something bigger, but that's what we have to do. We've got to work in a standard. Like our standard is not just with lifestyle. Standard is with our goals. What type of goals? What type of thinking am I operating with? 
What type of persistence am I activating? What type of leader am I becoming? Because there's only two types of people in this world. There's leaders and there's victims. There's no in between. Leaders are goal achievers. Victims are task oriented. Leaders take full responsibility. Victims are blaming everybody and everything. And you'll know, just listen to your self-talk. Do you keep reaffirming what you don't want? So good. Okay. So I already hear the questions coming in. People wanting to know what kind of vision did you write? How do I write a vision? What does that mean to write a vision? So can you go into actually the mechanics of how to do that? Yeah. So you get out a piece of paper and you want to write how you really want to live. Okay. All areas of your life. Like I had a post-it note just to remind me of my vision. It was financial. It was relational. It was self-esteem. It was the type of leader I wanted to become. It was idea that I wanted to implement that was bigger, that was going to really make me grow significantly. So you get out a piece of paper and this is a part that people are going to think, oh, this is odd. You put music while you're writing it and you want to neutralize your mind. Okay. You want to get your subconscious working for you where it's automatic writing. So I always listen to some classical music. You know, I put Beethoven, something that will just get me in this total neutral state. And then you write in the present tense and you just keep writing until it goes. And I do it for seven days. Okay. You know, because you do it one day and you're like, oh, I want to add on to this. So do it every day for seven days. And I always write in the present tense because we have to understand when we're in the present tense, it's in the now. That's where everything is created. Our subconscious only knows the now and our subconscious creates 96 to 98% of our results. So I would write something into a story. It's six months out or a year out is that I'll write a story like my family and I like to go to Cabo. So I'll write it like I'm in Cabo celebrating this. So it's January 15th, 2024. I'm sitting here watching my kids play in the sand, reflecting out at how much my life has changed since that one day when I was so stuck that I wrote something so inspiring that catapulted me. I'm now working with an idea that is so much bigger that it actually came into form so much quicker. My discipline is through the roof. I have a positive mental attitude. The people I'm associating with are A-plus performers. I'm an A-plus performer. I operate with a standard. I live with a standard. My income has changed. The types of vacation we're taking to celebrate this, something like that. You know, like you write however you want, but you make it into a story where it is so real to you. Yeah. And crystal clear with the details. Crystal clear. How often do you go back and revisit your vision once you've written it? I'll record it and I'll listen to it once a day, but I may be going for a walk with my dogs and listening to it. I'll listen to it, you know, one time a day, but I'm not attached to it at all. That's the thing. You can't be attached to anything. You live like it's already here. You start living as that person. That's what people are making mistakes in just in general right? When they're stuck, what do you think they're focusing on? What they don't want, the outside, right? When you're inspired, you literally have 16 mountains in your way and it doesn't even bother you. You say, I'll move 18 mountains, you know, because you're only focused on the purpose. What is that purpose? What you really want. That's how you get unstuck. And here's the thing that I discovered. If you are so emotionally involved with your daily goals, you're never going to get stuck. You will not get stuck. What happens is you start getting used to the way you're living. You get used to your business results and you start comparing it to other people. That's a mistake. 
you want to compare it to the person you want to be, to what legacy you're building with your ideas. Like, think about it. Like, we don't know how much time we have. That's why your processes, your disciplines, your attitudes, your standards, your associations, your mentors are really going to define who you are. And if you don't have those, if you can't say to each of them, I don't have those, that's what you want to start working in your vision. Really work in and as the absolute person you want to be. Raj, you just said something there that I want to go deeper on. You said, I'm not attached to it. I don't want to be attached to anything. Can you go deeper on why that is or what it means? Yeah. When you're attached to something, it owns you. Let's say somebody says, I want to earn a million dollars. Okay. But they're attached to it. So their emotions and their attitude is dictated by what their results are. Well, you're actually activating scarcity in your life. So you're actually creating what you don't want. The man or woman who needs nothing has all the leverage. Okay. So when I'm saying you're not attached to it, that same person wants a million say, I already am a millionaire. Your I am is going to go in your imagination and you just start acting at your goal achieving activities because now you're coming from whether I have it or not, I'm good. You know, that's when the universe draws it to you. When you come from need, it is a very repelling energy. I always tell people this, like think about somebody you dated at some point in your life and they were super needy. It was a very unattractive energy, right? Like Mike, think about somebody you dated who was needy. I mean, all of us had it, right? And you're like, ah, that is just so unattractive. Well, that's the same thing with the energy. If we're coming from insecurities, and I mean like not working at them, not willing to do something, focusing on what we're not, well, that's what's going to happen. Once you start building the image, and it's already here, the minute you decide you've given it energy, you've given it form, now we've got to think, feel, and act. The action is critical. But when you're doing that, you're not saying, oh, I wonder where it's going to come. I wonder when it's coming. You're coming from the state of abundance. That's the state of receivership. When you're in the state of receivership, I'm telling you, everything is going to start drawing into your life. You know, when you're stuck or you're backed into a corner, you're stuck in this state of the outside circumstances, the results are dictating my thinking, which is dictating my feelings, which is dictating the same result, same result, same result. How do you reverse that whole engine so that your thoughts and feelings are coming from what you want and the picture you're building, the vision you just wrote, instead of like, how do you suspend the outside reality from your thinking? How do you rewire that thinking? Well, in the beginning, it's hard. Because you have a program that's running 95% of your day. So what you want to do is you want to create that vision and minimizing it into a very clear, concise statement. Okay, use my one on the millionaire. Somebody has a goal over a million. So what I would do is I would instruct you to put an alarm on your phone every three hours. And when it goes off for two minutes, you keep repeating, I'm so happy and grateful now that I'm earning a million or more every year and I love it. And by the repetition of doing it, you're building, you're literally rewiring into a new program. And you do it every three hours, and then you're going to get so annoyed the alarm goes off. But keep doing it. Even if you're in a meeting, it's going to create the image. You've got to bombard yourself with what you want. I'll give you something that I could tell you you could take to the bank as a full guarantee. If you focus on what you want all day long, you're going to get that. I'm going to tell you that right now. You will get that. That's why. Earl Nightingale used to say, you become what you think about all day long. And what happens is there's a law in the universe called the law of focus. 
Focus isn't just a work habit. It's a thinking pattern where you get so locked in and you hold it with your imagination long enough, you're going to start seeing these out of the blues, right? Oh, this person was talking. I need to meet this person. And you'll get connected to that person. But it's the repetition of keeping your vision in front of you of what you're working on. But you have to bombard it. Like you have to bombard it because the automatic programming is going to go back to your present circumstance. And you've got to discipline yourself so strong where you're not letting the outside control you. See, we have to get into control of our emotional state. And when you get in control of your emotional state, everything is going to change. If you're letting the outside dictate what's possible, you're not going to go anywhere. That's what the masses are doing. And I want you to run away from the masses. It doesn't mean you're better than them. It doesn't mean they're bad. They're good. It, it has nothing to do with that. Where you're going, you're going to start attracting people and your environment that is in harmony with where you're going. But you have to get, have a healthy obsession towards what you want. So you got to think about it all the time. Raj, you've already given two action steps on this podcast so far. First is writing your vision and then recording it and listening to it. The second was setting an alarm for every three hours with your goal. So it's in front of you constantly. Is there any other action steps everyone can take to get unstuck or build momentum? I want you to think right now about how you really want to live. Not what you think. Don't let your results dictate it. And I want it to be something you're willing to commit to. So if you're not willing to commit to it, there's no, there's no energy in there. There's no inspiration there. I want you to think how you really want to live. And you want to make a definite decision. This is what I'm doing. I'm trading my life for this. Because every day we trade our lives for what we're doing. Like I could look at myself. Mikey, you could look at yourself. Everyone could look at themselves and look what they've done. And the motto I want you to understand is if you do the work, the work works. Do the work. Those three words is what our company is built off with our clients is doing the work. If you work the ideas, the ideas work, I promise you, but make sure it's worthy of you. And if you're setting it properly, you're not going to know how to do it right now. But I promise you the way will be shown as you start stepping into the discomfort. See, the side effect of creating a world-class life is having a lot of discomfort. And if you don't have a lot of discomfort right now, I promise you, you're not making things happen. I promise you. And there's going to be people that's going to rub the wrong way. But it's the absolute truth. You have just as much potential in anybody who's created something so enormous. Every one of us does. But we have to lean into that potential. How do we lean into it? We get out of our comfort zone. I love it. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to episode two on setting the standard. If you could go ahead and leave us a review and a rating so that we can get this podcast out to more listeners, we would really appreciate it. Araj, any final words? Do the work. I would love to see the comments of what ideas you come up with. I'm telling you, one day I chose my life when I was so stuck and I said, I'm not doing this. And I literally quit my job and I started over. Now, I'm not telling you to quit your job, but I worked with a bigger idea because I said, if I keep going where I'm going, I'm going to keep getting the same results. And I promise you, it doesn't matter what numbers you're working with, what type of life you're working with. Let's say you want to get in the best shape of your life. Commit to making it a way of living. This is a way of living. This isn't a short-term thing and then you get it and then you go back. This is about a beingness. And when you're in that beingness, you're in the nowness, that's where the magic is in our life. 
be present where you are right now. That's when you're going to activate all the good to come to you. All right. Thanks, Saraj. Thank you all so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of Seven Figure Standard. We hope you found the insights and strategies helpful on your journey to success. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform to help us reach more people like you. To learn more about Arash and Mikey and how Voss Coaching Co. can help you achieve your goals and reach new levels of success, visit VossCoachingCo.com. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of 7 Figure Standard.